Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're standing at the apiary on the allotment. Ali Pali's in the distance, but there is a real dusting of lots of lovely blossom everywhere. And soon enough, that whole canopy over there will be green. It's a lovely warm... No, it's not, that's a lie. <laughs> Long hot days in the shade of some big old tree. Making daisy chains and watching all the honeybees. How are you this morning? Very, very good. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that's good. <laughs> the sun is shining. I've had my windows cleaned. Oh, my God. Lovely. So you can see through your windows. Yes, my window cleaner laughs at me. Len, who calls me mate. All right, mate. Yeah. And he says, mate, these windows are absolutely filthy. Because um, I don't have them done very often. I don't have them done on a weekly basis like most people. <laughs> oh, my God, you should see mine. Mine is more like a yearly basis. And uh, so I did say to him when he finished today, see you next year, he went, oh, right, right. <laughs> he, was, he was not impressed. Um, oh, God. Um, so I've had those done and I've been out with my builder this morning looking for grout. Oh, did you find any? Yes, I've got some grey grout. I've had a laugh with him, a laugh in his van. Got you in his van today? Oh, yeah. I like sitting Ooh. in his van with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jane, I went to the hive uh, yesterday. Yes. And it was very, very busy, you know, mm. even though, I mean, the temperature was slightly, it was mild. Um, but the bees, I put a new super. Is that your tummy rumbling? Uh, yes. Why? I had a breakfast. Um, I think but, you need uh, your lunch. I'm not actually hungry, but it's... Yeah, it is rumbling. What's it saying to you? It's saying, hmm, feel OK inside. Just reminding you that I'm here. OK. <laughs> <laughs> so, Esther, I know that yes. you're a little bit... I think that you might be a little... I sense that you might be a little foggy-brained this morning. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just getting that sense. Uh, <laughs> so... Within the fog, can you tell yes. me what has been happening at the hives of late? Oh, I'm on a foggy journey up <laughs> to the hives now. I'm moving through the fog. I can see some blossom and I can see some plants through the fog. And there, through the little clearing, are the hives. I'm just moving the fog away in my mind so I can see the hives clearly. Yes. And there they are. Looking nice. So we'll just go over to the girls in the corner. And are they active? Very active. On all hives? Oh, busy girls. Busy book fasts. On the book fasts, they are active. Not the Italians. Not the Italians. And Lynn's bees are inactive. No bees coming out. Has she opened the hive? No, not yet. We're going to have a look probably 
we might even have a peak today, but mm. Mm, not good. So, um, yeah, the book fast, very, very busy. So I've got two supers here for the book fast girls. And they're all been ready-made, nice fresh combs and nice cleaned boxes. All ready to go on. Yesterday, in the morning, in the sunshine, me and Tom, we made up some frames, some super frames, and mm -hmm. we gave the super boxes a really good blowtorch over, you know. Mm -hmm. I keep wanting to call the blowtorch a Bunsen burner, but I know it's not. They were almost charred. They were that clean. <laughs> really? And, and does it, why, do, why doesn't it burn the wood? It does burn the wood. I said to Tom, blooming it, if, we, if you blowtorch them anymore, they'll be just black charred burnt wood that the bees right. are going to live cinder. well you know obviously the burning the charring and giving them a, a blowtorch just kills all the pathogens and obviously i am a bit paranoid about all that yeah. so um we cleaned a couple of supers gave them all new frames i've built some new frames put new wax in so what's happened is that the book fast girls have filled out the brood box and now they need a super so they can collect all the honey, the nectar flow when it comes in. And um, they'll fill out all these frames, they'll fill out with wax. I'm just going to open this and then popped it onto the top of the book fast, both of them. When I lifted the crown board, coming in girls, I was amazed what I saw. Oh my goodness! Flipping it, that's just from last week. Even from last week, they'd built loads of wax up into the crown board. Mm. Oh, God. The crown board is that lid that you put on top of the, the brood box before you put the, the hive lid on. So the bees had both built a little bit of wax into there. And the original Bookfast bees, who were just, they were in their original hive, mm. they'd actually built the comb up through the hole into the lid and it was full of nectar. Oh, was it? And they've actually stuck this down very strongly. They have been busy. So I had to slowly just take that off and then I put a super underneath and then I put that back so they'd be able to, you know, just clear off all that honey and deliciousness and take it back down into the hive. Oh, lovely. I'm going to give you a bit more space and you'll be very happy. We're going to do the same again. And then the same with the ones that we put into their new mansion last week. Mm -hmm. They'd settled in nicely. They'd collected a whole frame of nectar. Wow. It was absolutely full. Wow. So uh, they've been so busy. You know, it's, it's amazing to see. So nice. There's a lot of pollen in here. On top of the crown board, you know, when the natural wild comb that we had was all stuck to yes, a board yes, and we had and to... Yes, yeah. It, it, it fell off. Mm. I went back, I got an elastic band and I, I tied that all to a frame and put it in neatly so they could get it a bit easier. And then the remaining bit of wax with pollen I put on top of the crown board. And they were, instead of taking that back down into the hive, they were just accessing it and using it and adding to it. That was quite a surprise to see. And I could see all the different coloured pollen. Mm. And it was amazing. Oh, it was beautiful. So I slipped a super underneath that crown board. I think they'll probably clear it all off and then 
take it back down, but it looks like they're quite happy with this wild comb on the top, top of the crown board, and I can even see a few little eggs. So the queens obviously come up here. But yeah, so I'm sure that they're going to be really busy filling Brilliant. that that box. And the Varroa mite little tray that you were unsure about last week that you didn't know whether to leave out or put in because you weren't sure whether the, the bees could access the hive, uh, mm. the new mansion. What happened with that? Yeah, I put the Varroa board in. I went back and I sorted it all out and they were all absolutely fine. So I've left the row board in for now. Right. And then in about a, a week, I'm going to, when the weather gets a bit warmer next week, I'm going to take it out and have a look just to see how many Varroa mite are on the board. Oh, right, OK. And then we'll be able to see whether they've got an issue. But I don't think they have. I think all the brood looked really healthy last week and I couldn't see any signs of, you know, bad Varroa. Usually when they've got bad Varroa, they start to unpick the the capped brood they make a little hole in it because you know they want to try and get the varroa mite out i suppose it's they just know that something's bad Not inside right. the yeah. yeah yeah sadly what i did last week after i left you i did check the italians just to see what was going on in there and it wasn't good why well there was a lot of varroa mm -hmm. even though i treated them at the end of the year with the thymol Mm -hmm. There was a hell of a lot of row. I could actually see it crawling over the comb, oh, wow. which was quite shocking. What the bees had done was they were really unhappy with their brood and they've started taking some of the cappings off. Now, the, these, although I treated them all with varroa treatment at the end of the season, these ones had so much varroa mite in. We're going to have a look in Lynn's hive as well this week because... You know, these bees, both Lynn's bees and my Italian bees, they both originate the same source, this package of bees. Yeah, yeah. I remember when the guy from DEFRA came last year, he did say there's a lot of Varroa in here. So we both did treatments. If you were to put the Italians into the polystyrene box just temporarily and then mm -hmm. really clean out their home and then replace them, might that help a little bit? Well, there is something you can do that's a bit like that, but you have to take all the furniture out of the home. If they do manage to make enough bees, a few more frames of bees, I might give or do what it's called is a shuck swarm. So I get rid of all the brood, all the stores, everything, and just put the queen and the bees onto a clean, clean comb. So basically, I'd have to take just the bees out and the queen. Yeah, yeah. No frames... Mm -hmm. and then put them into the nucleus hive yeah. with some fresh comb. Mm -hmm. And then I'd have to feed them some syrup so they could just start to draw out the comb again and make the wax, and then they could get on with it. But I really do want to do that, but I can't do it until I've got a few more bees because there needs to be enough bees that they can start drawing out the comb and there's enough bees to look after the brood when the queen lays the eggs. Mm -hmm. So what I noticed was the brood was very patchy. It didn't look great, although all the larvae looked fine. So the larvae looked shiny and healthy. It was just the capped brood. There was a lot of cappings were taken off and you could see the head of the developing bee. Right, so right. this is a sign of something's not right. Okay. See you next week, girls. <laughs>
So there's a few things that could be wrong. Lynn noticed that a lot of the bees were being thrown out of her hive and they were all paralysed so they couldn't move. And there is this disease called bee paralysis. And is that paralysis caused by veromite? All these diseases are better managed by the bees if they haven't got veroamide because it's the veroamide that is depleting them constantly and then they can't deal with these other diseases. Mm, mm. So um, it's interesting, isn't it, that both mine and Lynn's bees from this original package yeah supplier yeah yeah and and lynn and there was something else that was really interesting that lynn said um she noticed that she had honey on her varroa board and i noticed that on my varroa board from the italians i've got a lot of like sticky fondant and stickiness on the varroa board but Mm. on the other two varroa boards there was nothing like that there was just the cappings of the you know as through the winter as you can see the the bees eating the the honey and going through the honey the cappings slowly they just fall off in a line onto the varroa board underneath and you can see how they're getting through their food um, but what I noticed on the Italians, there was a lot of stickiness. So, you know, I think that's quite interesting. So something's not right. We're both worried. There's a little beetle called the hive beetle hmm. and it just munches its way through the hive. They haven't got it in England yet in the UK, but it is in Europe. And it's only a matter of time with all these packaged bees that yes, it's going to come gonna, over yes. to here. So, you know, there's no end of threat to them. I know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But like you say, in the meantime, once I've got about six frames of bees, it's going to take them a while, whether they do build up to that amount or not. I don't know. And then I'll shake them all off and put them on the fresh comb and do exactly what you said. Put them in the nuke. I thought I might even bring them back to my garden. So then it's so easy for me just to top up the syrup every day and until they've actually drawn out the comb. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Then they'll be away from the book fast, so they might infect. I mean, we'll wait and see what, what, what it is first. We'll wait and see. Yeah. It could just be really bad varroa mite. It really could. But it'd be quite nice for them, for you to be nursing yeah. nearby and really look after them and say, come on, you can come to nurse's home for a little while. Yeah. I'll look after you. And then when you're right, when you're right, you can go yeah. back with the others. I could actually dress up in a little nurse's outfit, couldn't I? What sort of nurse outfit would a bee wear? Well, it'll just be a, a little overall, wouldn't it? A little blue overall with a little white hat on, maybe. Would it have one of those watches that nurses have? Yeah, because they're always conscious of the time, aren't they, bees? Because yeah. they're very busy. <laughs> <laughs> it depends whether they work for the NHS or a private concern. I suppose if it's a private concern, it could be a stripy outfit, couldn't it? I don't know whether the NHS stretch to nursing bees. I think they've got a lot on at the moment. So, might, so it'd be might, good if you, if you took that role. The bees might fly up the skirts and they wouldn't like that, would they? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've noticed more and more female ambulance drivers. Every ambulance I look at now is a female driver. Is it? I think probably there hadn't been a balance before. And now it seems like it's changing a little bit and there are more female. So when is your bloods coming out when you do actually play an ambulance driver? Bloods is coming out on the 5th of May. Oh, so not long. Mm. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going yeah. to be sat in front of my telly in my bee nurse's outfit watching you. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. So when I went up yesterday to put the super on, the bees were a little bit feisty. I don't know whether it was a bit cooler, but, you know, they have got a memory of a couple of weeks. And I thought, have they remembered about last week and when they moved from their cottage to their mansion? And Mm. were they a bit annoyed with me? And they were buzzing around me quite a lot. But somebody told me that they don't like Branston pickle bees or it's sort of, it's not something they like. And I was thinking maybe I could smother myself instead of using the smoke i could smother myself in branston pickle (laughs) maybe we could try that what do you think i think that they were angry because i wasn't there where's the other one where's the (laughs) other one we liked her she didn't allow smoke we like her where's the other one but what do you think about the branston pickle well it's funny about branston pickle because my mum who has dementia My brother was her carer for some time and one time he came to see her and um, she had a diary where she used to write all her appointments and she'd buttered the diary and put Branston pickle on it, thinking it was a sandwich. Oh, God. That is quite unique, isn't it? (laughs) It is. So Branston pickle has um, a different sort of connotation for me. So I think that Branston pickle could probably be used for all sorts of different things. Buttering diaries, uh, wearing <laughs> to calm bees. Yeah. Uh, as well as eating it, of course. Of course. Because <laughs> it is very nice in a cheese sandwich, isn't it? Oh, yes. Although I'm stopping eating cheese, Esther. Oh, I watched right. a programme last night called What the Health, which mm-hmm. uh, is um, an American documentary um, that yeah. Joaquin Phoenix produced. He's oh. so gorgeous, isn't he, Joaquin? Oh, he is. He's lovely. I believe yeah. anything that Joaquin says. Anyway, oh, cheese yeah. apparently sends messages to your brain that are as addictive as heroin. Oh, I'm addicted to cheese. I'm well, going to tell you I'm something. I'm going to get you off I'm cheese, Esther. Cheese. It's my mission to get you off cheese. You're going to go into cold cheese instead of cold turkey. <laughs> well, I've just watched that Sea Spiracy. Oh, gosh, it's brilliant. I mean, that's that. I'll never eat another fish again. I bought some chocolate fish the other day because I had an urge for fish. <laughs> and I ate those instead. It's like our honey, as we, we've talked before, you know, this massive full-on honey farming. 
we don't really know what's in that honey. We don't know whether they're adding sugar to it. We don't know how the bees are farmed. But we do know if we take a small amount of honey, we knock on the door of the hive and say, how many frames can we take? <laughs> and then the bees, what do the bees say back? None! It's all for us! <laughs> Apart from Jane, she can have a frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we could take one frame and then that's sustainable, isn't it, for your... Honey desires. Yes, but I don't think we should kill anything. Look at your allotment, what you feed yourself on throughout the summer. That's amazing fodder. And you know that it's not got any insecticides. You know what your soil is. That's a brilliant way of feeding yourself. But there's nothing to eat on it much. I'd have to be eating soil if I want to go up there now. I've got a bit of lettuce, lettuce and soil for my dinner. Would you like to come round for a bit of soil, Jane, on a plate? <laughs> soil and mash? That could be nice. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sure you'd make something good out of soil and mash. <laughs> You're a very fine cook. <laughs> I love a bit of soil and mash in the winter when there's nothing else to eat. <laughs> uh, oh, it's ever so good. And it's That soil really does exfoliate your innards. Look, oh, it's full yeah. of minerals. Oh, I bet it's, it's good for you. Full of minerals. It's really lovely. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Oh, you've got to watch um, you've got to watch Cowspiracy as well. <laughs> so Jane, what are you going to be doing when you can get out a bit more? Buying a few pans. <laughs> oh, that'll be nice. I am I'm going to go to a pan shop yeah. on Shaftesbury Avenue. Yeah. And um, and I'm going to look for some catering, proper catering pans. Catering size? What, what, well, not why? catering size, but, you know, sort of ones that caterers use because I like them. I've got them here, some professional pans, and I really like them. They're super Oh, pans. they sound amazing. Are you catering for a lot of people? No, they're only going to be small pans. And then I'm going to meet my friend, Tanya, Mm-hmm. who works in a lovely cake shop called Maison Berto, which is in Soho, oh, yes. which I know that you know. Oh, I do. And so I'm going to meet her because I haven't seen her for so long. Will you be having one of her cakes? No, because I'm not eating dairy. Oh, no. They've got the best mill food there, haven't they? You know, well, I call them custard slices because I'm a bit common. They've got the best custardy slices there. Nope. Not having it. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember when Gloria went to do her work experience there and um, a bit of a custard slice went on a finger that she was going to serve a customer and she just, she couldn't stop herself. She just had to lick it off. And was she told off? No, they didn't see. It's <laughs> a good job Michelle didn't see. You're doing Brighton Festival, aren't you? I've made a film installation Esther with an Ooh. artist called Francesca Levi mm. who is a video artist and she does this amazing uses this amazing imagery with real life footage which I've provided from my home content mm. of home VHS footage and what sort of content have you used what sort of things what sort of things are your films going to be about well yoke which is the first film is focusing on my daughter's Molly her formative years from birth to the age of six. And it's really sort of a look at innocence and memory and what we remember 
in those formative years. It's sort of like a jumble of memories. And the second film that I've made with Francesca is called Aliens, and it's about my mum and her Alzheimer's mm. and what the brain does with memory through Alzheimer's, which is also a jumble. So there's a similarity, there's a sort of connection between the two. And actually, mm. they use a lot of care homes, invite young little children to go and talk to dementia sufferers um, because they, they have a kind of connection with them. You know, they've got no sort of real perception of time like Alzheimer's and dementia sufferers have. And um, their way of speaking sort of sometimes doesn't have the same sense that ours does. So I wanted to make films about memory and how those two aspects of memory connect. Oh, it sounds lovely. And Molly, my daughter, has done, done the music for them. When you said yoke, I, I wondered... Did your daughter come out of an egg? Yeah, she came out of my egg. She's not a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is a lot of bird imagery in her film. But yeah, she came out of my egg. And we're also doing a Q&A, which yours mm. truly is hosting. I am. I'm so looking forward to it because it's such an interesting project. Anything where you can get a conversation going about these sort of subjects is really good. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, and that's on the uh, the 22nd and the 29th of May, those two Q&As. I could bring a swarm of bees with me then because there should be a swarm. I could set them free into the talking hall and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be the effect we're trying to get. <laughs> Throwing the audience into horrible fear, unless they were all covered in Branston pickle. Yeah, they could be. You could do that. That could be the sensory experience. You could give them all a pot of Branston pickle to start with, and they could slather themselves in it. And then I'll set the bees out, and then the bees won't land on them. That'd be good. <laughs> and and I know that the bees don't really like the smell of banana either. If you slathered yourself in banana, would that work too? No, that's the opposite. As far as I know, especially when I did my training with urban bees, they said that don't eat a banana before you open the hive because there's some sort of weird pheromone sort of thing that the banana has, which reminds them, I think, of the stinging. And oh, it's yes. the same sort of smell. So then it could send them into a frenzy. So best not to eat any bananas before you come to the hive. What's that song? Oh, yes, there'll be no bananas. I should mention as well your lovely Carpenters song that you did in lockdown with Tom, <laughs> which was wonderful. <laughs> Have you put it on YouTube? It is on YouTube, actually, but it is a bit silly, Jane. I don't think... Oh, no, I liked it. I liked it. And you look so in love. I thought that was that... what was so lovely about it. Dressed as you were... There was just such a real love there. But the thing is with me and Tom, we only really get on outdoors. So anything outdoors, I really love him. But as soon as he's indoors, oh my But it's because of all his wires. It's his wires, his, his <laughs> vape machine. He's, he's always attached to some sort of device. Oh, but when maybe he's outdoors, you could be his device. Well, anyway, yeah. you look very in love. And I loved your beautiful blue dress that you were wearing. And Tom mm. looked lovely with his colander on his head <laughs> and his green face. And uh, didn't you say that you had dinner that night? And because he was busy editing, he didn't have time to take off his green face. That's right, yeah. So um, Gloria got back from uni and um, he just sat there with his green face and his boiler suit on. And in the end... <laughs> 
I think it was Jeannie who said, for God's sake, just get rid of that green face. She had a bit of a meltdown over it. I'm not surprised. Well, anyway, I strongly recommend that our listeners listen to it if it does go on um, on our Instagram. We made the video in about 20 minutes flat. And I think but it, I, thought it looked, I thought it seemed like you'd really thought out the different sections. Well, we'd been talking about it in bed just before we'd been dropping off to sleep. You know, we'd been saying what we could do and... Of course, I was coming up with some very good ideas. And Tom was just going, oh, yeah, that's good. Because, uh, you know, no, that's a bit mean, isn't it? But um, that, that's, oh, that's a bit mean, Jane. That's a bit mean from, for, for April. It is. But that video, it was, well, it was, was it April when we did it? Yeah. That video was the laugh of April. It really was. <laughs> it was. When I saw it, I couldn't stop laughing at it. <laughs> That's. You know, anyone could try that. I think that's the way to just laugh, isn't it? I don't know whether we've spoke about that before, but I wrote this little comedy and one of the characters in it was my mum and Jane played uh, my mum, didn't you? Yeah, I and did. And one of the lines was, it was the laugh of March. And so, do you want to just It was do the laugh of line, August. Jane? Do you want to do it? <laughs> it, was, it was the laugh of August. <laughs> It makes us laugh so much, but you sh- anyone could try saying that like that, and if they're, they're feeling a bit sad. Do you think we should get back to bees now? Well, after putting the supers on. <laughs> I really like oh, laughing, God, laughing, laugh. laughing therapy. Laughing, there is such a thing as laughing therapy where you can go and you can laugh. But I think you're right. There's something in sort of going into that laughing place that actually does cheer you up. I still can't stop laughing, sorry. <laughs> it's just starting me up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's every time we just start laughing like that. As soon as we do, it was the laugh of August. It just starts me up. I can't stop. <laughs> Well, it's been a brilliant episode, Esther, and thank you for filling me in about what's going on at the Hives, and that's really good news, fantastic, particularly about the Buckfast, and I'm sure we'll get the um, Italian sorted, let's be hopeful. And onwards, onwards and upwards. It's been a brilliant Aww. time with Esther. I love you lots. I love you, Jane, and have a great week, and I'll see you very soon. Absolutely. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> I'll call you up whenever I'm feeling down. Queen Bees is written and created by Esther Coles and Jane Horrocks. It is produced by Claire Broughton, Andy Goddard and John Wakefield and partly recorded at The Hives on my allotment near Crouch End in London. Our title music is Sweet Nothing by Amy May Ellis and Will Cookson. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Queen Bees Pod for pictures and videos from the hive.
Queen Bees is a hat-trick podcast. 